We'll be looking at verses 20 through 24. The Scripture says, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And he that keepeth His commandment dwelleth in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that He abideth in us by the Spirit which He hath given us. Let us pray. Our, death, our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to You today in prayer. Lord, asking for Your wisdom to be bestowed upon me, Lord. Let the Spirit flow through this room. Help Your message be conveyed out. Lord, bless us here today. Help us to learn how to deal with our doubt and how to deal with our own self-condemnation. Lord, be with all of our sister churches. Be with all the people preaching tonight. Lord, help your spirit flow through the churches and help us to take the words to go out into the world to help glorify you and to spread your gospel and to live for the gospel. Lord, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So a simple question starting out is, when you guys were kids, who all love getting new things, right? Yeah, love it, right? We all love it. And for me as a kid, there was a genuine excitement to getting new things. Well, as you guys know, I was also a big video gamer as a kid, right? You guys heard all these stories already about how much of a brat I was with these video games. Well, as an expert video game, I always loved getting the new video games, the ones that came out. Me and my cousin would always be plotting our seasons. We'd be planning them out, what we're going to do before that video game releases. And the best part is, I always had a new video game to look forward to. I mean, they come out all throughout the year, and they somehow all catch my attention. I wanted them all as a child. I wanted to play each and every one of these games. And knowing me, I wanted to buy multiple of them at a time. Well, young Evan ran into a big problem with this, with getting all these video games. Money. They are not cheap. They are about $60 a piece. So that's a pretty penny out of your wallet, especially back then. So to get my video games, I would have to go to the greatest source of money I ever known, my parents. I would beg and beg them for these games. And, well, of course, my parents wouldn't just buy me these games, you know. With how many games I would have wanted, they would have been broke. So my parents would oftentimes, more often, say no. I know. Can you believe them? Well, this would make my young self very sad. I would be jealous seeing all my friends play these video games, come home from school, and I'd go to school, they'd be all talking about the video game, and I'd be stuck playing the older game. Who wants the old game? So seeing that my parents kept saying no, this would put my kid Evan in a place of doubt. I doubted my chances of ever owning that game. 
I was far too young at the time to get a job. And I didn't, of course, have an income to purchase these video games. So I wouldn't doubt just annoy my parents, begging them, please, 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 let me have it. And I'd be getting a lot of no's, no's, no's. But sometimes my parents would give me a little offer. They would let me do some housework. In exchange, they would buy me one of these video games, not them all. This was awesome. It was probably the hardest I ever worked. And then my parents would get me that video game. And that would bring a relief to the doubt I had. I'm sure we've all here experienced doubt in some way or another. Doubt is often a common, a common occurrence in everyday life. And I'm sure as Christians, doubt oftentimes finds its way into everybody here's life. And oftentimes that doubt will extend into salvation. Doubt is a tool that Satan likes to use in his equation a lot. He most likely has brought it into everyone's here mind at one point. And John, here in his epistle, finds it important to deal with doubt here. We've seen it over and over. John keeps testing us on our salvation, testing us on our salvation. But he stops to deal with doubt. John deals with it because it's a common problem. It was a common problem 2,000 plus years ago, as it's a common problem today. It affects Christians everywhere. John knows that there are Christians who are doubting from all these tests that he just laid out. Test after test. John keeps beating us down. He keeps beating our worldly side into the ground. And oftentimes, this will give us this self-condemnation. He beats down sins we fall to daily. And we get this self-condemnation. Thus, John, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us a text here on how to deal with doubt. How to doubt. How to deal with your self-condemnation. John can see the problem. It probably occurred at some point in John's life. But he offers answers in this text. And that answer is knowledge. The knowledge of God's truth and promises to them. So, we have two main points. The first point is condemnation. We read it. We're going to go back to verse 19 and go into 20. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. So, we come to this place where we are dealing with self-condemnation. Your heart is self-condemning yourself. This is because we fall short of the many teachings that John gives forth, and we fall short of what Jesus calls us to do. These are not easy things. We have a high benchmark which we are trying to reach. A high benchmark that we are trying to get as close as possible to. And that benchmark is Christ. Christ in His mighty ways. The Christ who gave it all on the cross for our sin. The Christ that was self-sacrificial. How many of us today are self-sacrificial? Not many of us, right? Are we in this perfect state? No. None of us are in this state of perfection. None of us have this perfect type of love. 
And knowing that, John gives us this blessed text right here. John knows we can't compare to the great standard. John knows we will fall short. And John knows what this will bring to a Christian heart. Thus, this important text right here. John brings us for the Christian's condemning heart. All the things of this book have been great, have been influential. But oftentimes, we see our failure, and when we see ourselves in failure, we become paralyzed in that failure. We see the agony of our own sin. We come to a place of despair. It condemns us. Thus, it will lead us to stop working and stop moving forward in our Christian lives. It will stop our journey with Christ temporarily. That shame and agony on your heart will put your Christian journey on hold. That's why Satan loves to use it. He brings this condemnation upon us because it will take our confidence with the Lord. And even though our sins are under the blood, self-condemnation will still come up and will still be about. But verse 20, it deals with this. And it gives us a location of where we could get confidence to help deal with this self-condemnation. The confidence to fight our own self-doubt. It says, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Brethren, this is where we get our confidence and passion. This is where the Christian should rely upon and trust in the midst of their own condemnation. In the midst of all your past, present, future sins that will flood into your mind. And it will flood into your mind. But we must know that the acts of Christ on Calvary were far greater. And that all those sins that bring forth this self-condemnation, they're already under the blood. They've been paid for on the beautiful cross of Calvary when Christ received the worst of the worst. That blood paid for your sin. That's where we should turn to in the midst of our condemning ourselves. That's where we should go when your own heart condemns yourself. Listen, as our heart continues to condemn us, it's important to know the Lord has power over it. But going forward, as I said, this condemnation can stem deep. It could go super far. It could go as far as condemning your own salvation. And this is robbing us of our blessed assurance that we have with God. Listen, I'm sure many of us have been in this spot. I've been there before. I feel like it's a feeling many Christians deal with. How does our own heart condemning? But even though our hearts will find us guilty, we must know that since we are believers of Christ, we are found innocent. We are told by our conscience over and over, we are guilty, guilty, guilty. And yes, we are guilty of sin, but once it's under Christ's blood, it's been paid for. Your punishment, your guilt, was already executed upon Christ on that cross. John sets this, book, sets this up in a book of love. 
This book talks about love, love. We're not done with love. But John is assuring us that even when we fail to reach God's standard of love, which we all fail to reach God's standard of love, we can still have this assurance through Him. It says, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. We must know that as we go through the self-condemnation, as we experience it, we will all go through it, but this here will give us that blessed assurance. Romans chapter 8, verses 1-2, through two, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. We have been freed from any condemnation through Christ Jesus. We must continuously remember what the Scripture says. Remember what's exactly in God's Word. There will be no condemnation against those who are in Christ Jesus. That is how we handle the doubts in our heart. That is how we handle our failures. Verse 20 is just reassuring. It's reassuring. It says, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. God knows all things. He knows all that is going on in your heart. He knows all the stresses upon your heart. He knows that we fall short day in and out. But He knows your motives. He knows your true intentions. He could see past the failures. Listen, even when we sin, even when we do wrong, it oftentimes gets displayed as sin that can unsave you. There's many Christian denominations out there that believe you could lose your salvation. They somehow believe that the power of sin is greater than the power on the cross. And there are still many in this belief today. Yet John gives us this text so we can rest easy and have that blessed assurance in Christ Jesus. Now we are going to get to our second point, which we've already gotten a little bit into. But we, are going to, we saw our own condemnation. Now we are going to see our confidence. It says in verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then, we, then have we confidence toward God. This verse tells us that if we don't have a guilty conscience or we don't have that condemnation upon our heart, we have confidence in God. We have confidence in His ability upon the cross. Confidence. It's such a great thing to have, right? We always hear, you won't complete anything well unless you have confidence in doing it. Confidence is a tool that you can use to bring yourself to a solid state. And in verse 22, we see what having that confidence in Christ will bring you. A big part of it is in prayer. It says in verse 22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. The verse is telling us that if you have confidence, and you have been staying within your Christian walk, you have confidence in God, and you will go to Him in more confidence. As I said before, having a doubt will paralyze you. And your shame will make you reluctant to go to God. Especially if you see your own guilt. 
For instance, when I was a kid, when I did something wrong and I knew my parents found out, I'd try to stay away. I wouldn't be going running down there. I knew I was wrong. Definitely wouldn't be asking for that new video game. Uh-uh. And that's where self-condemnation brings you. But confidence brings you to the whole other side of that spectrum. Confidence makes you willing and able to go to God. You could bet as a child when I did something good, like clean or do some housework, which wasn't often, I was very willing to go to my parents and ask them for that new video game. Trust me, I made sure they knew about all my good deeds. But the point is, brethren, a confidence which comes from being free of that self-condemnation brings you to a place where you are able and encouraged to go to God. Well, that's where we want to be as Christians, right? So being free of this self-condemnation and doubt will bring us a liberty to go to our holy God, especially in prayer, as it says in verse 22. Then, when we go to our holy God in prayer, we know we have a God who answers our prayers. He gives us answers. He supplies our needs. That's the benefit of what confidence brings in our God. That's the confidence in keeping His commandments and being obedient in His Word. That's what we get from loving our brethren, loving Christ. We get it by trying to abide in everything John tells us about in this epistle. Obeying the commandments and doing what is pleasing to God Himself. Well, what are these commandments? Verse 23 reassures us of those commandments. We've seen it earlier in the epistle. It says, and this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. This is the command of God. This is what verse 22 is speaking of. That we believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God. It's fully placing faith in Him. It's placing faith in Christ as our own individual Savior. Verse 22 is telling us here also to love. First love Christ, but then go on to love others. It's those two great commandments that are mentioned. And following those two great commandments will give you the Christian benefit of having more confidence with God. Then in verse 24 it says, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. When we follow the two commandments talked about in verse 23, to love God as our Savior and to love others, we are with the Lord. We are sheltered in the Lord. And when we abide in Christ, Christ follows and abides in us. And John goes further into telling us how. By the great Comforter, Holy Spirit, it dwells among you and in you. That's how God abides in His believers. God abides in us through the Holy Spirit. Spirit is what helps us stay the course. It brings forth that knowledge of God that I talked about earlier. And it is what brings forth confidence. 
concluding, if you are struggling with self-condemnation and self-doubt, this is an encouraging message to have here today. Truly encouraging. First, you're not alone. We've all experienced this sometime in another. This is an issue many, many Christians go through. Many preachers, pastors, evangelists, they all deal with this. They have a heart that brings forth self-condemnation. You're not alone in this. We're all sinners. We all fall short. And, but it's not us where we find the confidence. It's in Christ and His perfection. It's in what He did in the, on the cross. We find confidence in what we sung this morning, that Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. Amen? God is greater than our own condemnation. He sets us free from that crimson stain and makes us white as snow. He puts us under that blood. Thus, why it's important to follow God's commandment and believe upon Jesus' name. And not only that, but to love your brethren. When in doubt, we must know that God is greater than our own doubts. He is better than our own heart. And He overlooks us because of the acts of Jesus Christ. He overlooks our failures. If anybody doesn't have this, we need to pray here today that they see Christ as our Savior. Today, right here, right now. should be a prayer in our heart. But we also need to pray for the Christians who are dealing with self-condemnation and that they're paralyzed with it. So we go out, be in prayer for one another and be a prayer for loved ones you have that are lost. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here today. Lord, thank you for giving us a passage to deal with a problem so many people have but not, don't know what to deal with. Lord, we know you give us the answers and we are blessed to have one here today. Lord, when we doubt, when we get discouraged, which is very easy here in this world, Lord, let us take and abide in you. And Lord, we are thankful that you abide in us. Lord, we pray here today that if anybody doesn't see you as their Savior and they don't have that blessed assurance, Lord, help them to see it today. Help them to put your, their eyes upon you and their faith upon you. And Lord, be with us as we go out into the work week. Lord, help us to give the gospel. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.